the guy that has been on this case from the beginning wears many hats. He has been a longtime radio talk show host out on Long Island. He was the former chairman of the New York State Independence Party and just announced yesterday he is now going to be the president of WABC Radio's Long Island Division. Uh, my very good friend and a, uh, ver- a frequent contributor to this show, Frank McKay. Frank, thanks so much for joining us on the radio. Frank, thanks for having me. Um, so one of the interesting things, well, there's so many interesting things about the rela- release of these uh, tapes. Let me first begin with why are these tapes coming out now? If she made these calls 12 years ago, why are we just hearing about it right now? Well, that's that's been the age old question. And, you know, I've pointed to the fact that this is just this has been a tremendous. Cover up. And we've never said why. Uh, well, well, we've never said who murder, you know, even though we have our own speculation and you and I've spoken privately. Uh, but we we do know how it got it up. And, and a big part of it, a big part of it is uh, is Jimmy Burke, you know, the the appointed. And by the way, this currently county executive has had appointed him to be the police chief. And he's got, you know, an unbelievable background. I've known both the county executive and Jimmy Burke in, in very friendly ways, you know, and uh, never, never harsh words at one until until uh, this whole thing has just been completely covered up. Now, now at this point, uh, the the reason these are happening now is because the DA uh, Tim, who uh, who was taken over for Tom Spoda, who is currently serving a five year prison sentence in federal prison, uh, but Tim Sinney. Um, took over after that and did absolutely nothing on this case. Uh, the first time he lifted a finger on Lisk, on the Long Island serial killing, uh, was somewhere around uh, August 10th of 2021. And it was uh, it, it, it was done under the guise. His uh, activity was all based around arresting one individual and say uh, saying this is Lisk. I'm not going to say the individual's name, but it was a former cop out of New York City that uh, allegedly, he was uh, he was really contemplating arresting before the election to try to get himself reelected. He was talked out of it. Uh, I I, I scolded him uh, over the um, over the idea of this on on radio. He listened to everything. Not that he was listening to me, but he uh, he realized that we were going to call him on it. But the cops and and some of the cops that are still involved here. Uh, told him, look, you, you can't do it, you, and it was all, all going to be based on pings and uh, and cell t- uh, cell tower data and so forth. But the reason that this is happening now is because a guy named Ray Tierney was elected, and he defeated soundly defeated uh, uh, Tim Sinney, and they knew that he was going to investigate it, and he had no ties to the political world out here, and he had no ties to the, uh, the cops. He, you know, he obviously has uh, cop ties, but uh, but no. Um, involvement in their nefarious um, activities, or, or and I'm not saying all cops, but uh, many of the cops that got involved, and uh, and we got to believe that this was covered up because it's embarrassing, at least uh, embarrassing to many of the police officers that were involved in. Uh, you know, uh, I hate to use the term; it sounds like an 80 year old, but sex parties that were going out and, and going around there and with sex workers and and so forth, and they just didn't want this getting around. That's the 
that uh, that it could be as far as why there's a cover up. Uh, the most is that there could be, you know, some of their own or somebody close to them that are involved with uh, with one or or more of the. A uh, couple of things related to this case and uh, people are just tuning in. We're talking with Frank McKay. He's the new uh, president of uh, WABC's Long Island Division, which uh, is uh, centered around 107.1 FM out on eastern Long Island. And I, we, I know we have a lot of listeners that listen on 107.1 FM. And when I was out on uh, Suffolk County, I was listening uh, on 107.1. It sounded great, the station. But um, uh, then I want to pick your brain on some radio related things as well. But, Frank, one of the things that I found very interesting and quite a bit of a, is at this press conference that the police officials held on Friday, these uh, officials said they don't believe that Shannon Gilbert, who, again, for the point of clarity, is the person in that 911 call that we just played, who's screaming and talking about, uh, what are you going to do, kill me? Um, they said they don't believe that she was murdered. Now, you got to explain this to me, Frank. How can they release this 911 call, which sounds very, very chilling, and it sounds uh, like she's clearly being victimized by somebody. How can they say that she wasn't murdered? What are they saying happened to her? Well, I think that this uh, prior to this 911 tape, there's been discussion uh, of, of what to do with the aftermath of playing it. Is your saying what everyone else, I shouldn't say everyone else, but most people, 90% of the people that are listening to it clear-headedly are, are saying is that obviously she's saying, you know, someone's trying to kill me and something's going on here. They're going to make the case. And if you think about it, at the press conference, the DA wasn't there um, and, and he wasn't represented there. It was, this was all police officers that were, were there and, uh, and they, they put it out. And the, um, uh, the the bottom line is I I think they are going to um, try to clear uh, Shannon Gilbert's uh, you know I was I almost said murdered but uh, her death as an accident that happened and that's what they're going to do now and they they knew that this was going to be a conundrum they knew that this was going to be a Pandora's box when they opened it up but, but they are claiming that they and and I'm not questioning their their integrity right i mean i have a tremendous amount of respect for uh, police officers here in suffolk county they're great but I'm going to make the case that uh, that this was an accident this was just a freak occurrence and everything that she said uh, you know it should be taken as a, a, a with a grain of salt and that she wandered into this marsh and she just drowned or whatever uh, happened to her but now now the uh interesting situations uh, really begin. How do they explain this? And there's going to be other people uh, emerging and talking about this and, and bringing it up and, and Hackett. How do they answer uh, Peter Hackett, who uh, has strong ties to the police? He's Dr. Peter Hackett, uh, was uh, a resident of Gilgo, of, of uh, Oak Beach, and um, uh, called Shannon Gilbert's mother. How are they going to explain that? I, I don't uh, Hackett's name was mentioned uh, anywhere near the press conference or, or afterwards. And uh, and now, um, and I, I hate to put it like this, but the fun begins. How do they explain all of this? Well, and um, I guess my other question is, is why? Now, let's assume, as a lot of people believe, that there was some sort of a cover-up or at least not a lot of enthusiasm on the part of certain prosecutorial officials or investigators, and they didn't want to come up with the um, the true identity of the killer or killers, if they've acknowledged that 10 people are likely the murder victims of, of Lisk, 
why would what's the harm in also admitting that Shannon Gilbert is likely one of the victims of the murderer? Why would they have an interest? Why would anyone have an interest in making her death accidental, whereas the other 10 deaths we're talking about here would be homicides? Well, it, you know, it that is the that is the huge question. That is a that that is a big question. One of the stranger situations that, uh, that occurred just recently is that they they took Shannon Gilbert's name as a possible. This is on on the police side. This is on the Suffolk County police side um, as a possible victim of list, and they moved into the definite category. This is I don't know if it's still there. To look before the show, but if uh, if someone wants to look, anyone listening wants to look at this point, uh, they they moved her from the possible at one point to to the definite category, which was bizarre from my standpoint. And, and they did that, and they took Peaches off. Peaches is the uh, is the sex worker who um, uh, who you know was decapitated and found in near Jones Beach in Hempstead, in the town of Hempstead. But her baby. A biological DNA proven baby, uh, baby doe, they, they call uh, it was a toddler, 16 to 24 months uh, old, is still on that list. So they, they took pictures off and they and they moved Shannon Gilbert onto the list for at least temporarily. And I think the, the bizarre thing from my standpoint is they did that prior to trying to clear her as a victim, which they're currently doing now and i i think everything that they've done all the prep work that that came up to um to this date this last friday releasing the tapes uh is is strangely enough to clear shannon gilbert as a uh, as a victim of this crime and again I, you know in the big picture i don't know whether she, she is a murder victim i don't know that that she's not but what she certainly sounds like one and uh and and now they have to explain that but they are clearly you're you're right uh you're earlier take is right they are clearly going to try to permanently take her off the list as a uh, as a list victim uh, very interesting uh, so w- was there anything else that you learned uh, in listening to the tapes that were released on friday anything that surprised you or anything that uh, that you felt played into existing theories about the the identity here any other takes that you have based on the audio that was released friday no I think because I've I've spoken to so many people who, and I'm not saying anyone told any tales out of school or whatever, but I've been on this for a long time, and you know there was no surprises on there. In fact, uh, you know Joe Brewer I've had on my show three times, uh, and he was very open, and he's the he's the John, he's the uh, the, the man who hired Shannon Gilbert in the first place. Uh, he was one of the voices that you hear on the tape. And um, and he immediately, as soon as he found out that she was missing, he immediately called the police, no lawyer, and he talked to them. I'm not trying to put a halo over uh, Brewer's head, but uh, he, he, I think, uh, is is probably looks more less and less like uh, a killer. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, he hired uh, her, and, and this terrible situation happened to uh, Shannon Gilbert after this. Uh, the Michael you know, the, that she was talking about is Michael Pack, the uh, the driver, her driver, and you. You know, let's assume that our, her her pimp, uh, you know, in some uh, in some cases, uh, if not completely, uh, Michael Pack would be uh, would be her helper, and in this whole thing, or in, in this case, uh, you know, not enough help, obviously, for poor Shannon. Um, but no, I, I I didn't I didn't particularly learn uh, all that much. But I haven't examined the text, sure. and I, I I don't think it's going to be uh, be big information for me on there. 
But what I, I do think is really significant is how are they going to answer Hackett? How are they going to answer a guy named Tom Canning, who uh, who told the Scalises, uh, who who live on residents on on Oak Beach, that uh, that Hackett uh, sedated Shannon Gilbert before she ran, and they made a. Uh, an, uh, Scalise said publicly and and many times uh, he made uh, like a needle type uh, uh, finger point and said that. Peter Hackett, Dr. Hackett had to sedate her. So how does that come up and, and where does that come up? It's a conundrum. Like I said, it's a real serious issue for the cops. Absolutely. So what is the next step in this investigation? Uh, it sounds like with the with the new DA, there's a, a newfound um, seriousness of purpose in investigating this. Where do we go from here? What can those of us that are interested in this case and want to know the true identity of the killers, what can we look forward to or at least look at with great interest? Um, watch the, the uh, operation between the police and the district attorney. Uh, you know, I, I guess question why, and I don't, I don't know, and I'm not telling tales out of school, but why wasn't the DA uh, at this, uh, this release? Obviously, he gave his go-ahead to allow the police to do it, or they wouldn't have done it. Uh, DA, the the big fish out here, and the commissioner is uh, is certainly taking the lead on the public relations. Uh, why isn't Tierney uh, taking the lead on the on the public relations? Is he shy? I, I don't think so. But uh, the police are clearly, uh, you know, putting it out there, and I appreciate it because it's, there's been nothing done on it at all. Uh, the, the the thing that everyone has to uh, watch is how do they explain Hackett? How do they fully explain Shannon Gilbert's death? And and by the way, uh, they may be in in agreement with the uh, district attorney's office on it. But how do all of them explain Shannon Gilbert's death? And, and when they start explaining, uh, it's almost like the more you know, the less you understand. Uh, the 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 explanation of her death. And how she died is going to be the thing that everyone should watch. Mm. Uh, no, it's uh, that's good to know. All right. Um, now, you have been in radio for a long time, and we're very, very lucky that you're jo- officially joining the WABC fold. This is a brand new announcement. The press release just went out yesterday. A lot of our staff, I think, may not even know about your new role, but you're going to be uh, the new president of uh, WABC Long Island Division. What exactly does that mean? What are you going to be doing? Well, the the first thing, first and foremost, that it, it, it's a juggling act, right? So there's a lot of different roles. First of all, uh, not uh, never-ending promotion for our guests, even even those with a, a twenty share in uh, in in the New York market. Uh, there are people out here who, believe it or not, haven't heard of you and uh, that are listening on WLIR, uh, you know, which is confusing for a lot of people, but we'll, we'll make that less confusing as we go on. Um, and, and Bernie and Sid, and, uh, and Mayor Giuliani, and of course, Katz, uh, the owner and the uh, patriarch of, uh, of this uh, entity. I, it's, it's for me to let everyone know on Long Island that they, uh, they can know or, or they can listen to you, uh, every step of the way, no matter where they are on Long Island. So it's a, a big part of it is promotion. Another part of it is is fundraising, uh, sales, and, uh, and sponsorships, and uh, and interacting with the business community. Uh, what you did a little uh, earlier too with uh, with EB situations, making people aware uh, is you know you and the station that's getting involved in the community. More and more of that, uh, of that has to be done here. And uh, and, and if you, if you don't mind, I'll give you a, a quick little. Uh, a tidbit that I um, that I picked up, and first of all, I'm 
I'm very honored. Uh, John Casamitidis and, and our president, uh, Chad Lopez, uh, trusted me with this position. And, and I'm diving in headfirst and, uh, and, and just constant and never-ending promotion of the station and, and you know, moving around. But uh, when I first got involved in politics, there was a, a candidate, a congressional candidate who came in front of us, a woman. And, and I remember screening her, and she went down to congressional school. And I uh, asked her as part of the screening process, I said, what was the first thing they told you in congressional school? And she said, you know, it was interesting. They told me to write down every person I've ever met in my life, <laughs> uh, my boyfriend from third grade, my cousin's doorman, and make a list of every person I've ever heard of in my life or anybody that possibly heard of me and that I've met. And, and then the, the next step was to make sure that all of those people uh, knew what I was doing, that I was running for, uh, for office. Uh, I followed that advice ever since 1990s when I heard it. And I, I should mention that she got clobbered in the campaign. She got absolutely crushed in the campaign. But uh, nevertheless, I thought it was a great tidbit. And I, I've done that all along, and especially now with this position. I've, uh, everyone that I've ever met in my life, I've made a list of. And I'll, I'll be reaching out, making sure they know about uh, 107.1, making sure they know about you and they know about Bernie. And said they know about Kat and they know about everything else that's going on. And I, as I go through that list, or people go through that list, uh, we'll be picking up who's, who's at ad agencies, who's, uh, sure. who's involved with sponsorship, who's involved with the business community here. But, you know, listeners, listeners are a, a big part of this. So I want to meet as many of the listeners as possible. I want to meet as many of the uh, benefactors, community benefactors as uh, possible. But it's a, it's a juggling act between all the different things. And, uh, and next week, this time next week, I'll be on air on uh, 107.1 FM. And, uh, and, you know, we'll be promoting uh, the show and bringing. So I I was just going to ask you about that. So you've done some great work and people are just saying we're talking with Frank McKay. He's a a veteran radio talk show host, uh, knows politics better than anybody. He's the former chairman of the uh, New York State Independence Party. And uh, he is the new president of uh, WABC's Long Island Division. And uh, as I mentioned, Frank, you've done some incredible work on a variety of topics. But one of my great frustrations as a talk radio listener it seems like so much of what people do is just regurgitating existing content. They read what's in the paper, they say what's in the paper, and then they'll give their opinion on what's in the paper. There's nothing new. You've actually broken a remarkable amount of new ground with this list case. So you're going to be heard every day at 8 p.m. beginning a week from today on 107.1 FM, right? Yes. That's correct. Great. And if people are not on Long Island, they can still listen uh, because there's a lot of great local content by going to WABCRadio.com. That's WABCRadio.com. And lastly, Frank, you know, uh, there are a lot of folks listening to us right now, as you know, on Eastern Long Island that may have different community events or different uh, guests that they may want to pitch to you who are involved in some making news out there. What's the best way for folks to get in touch with you these days? Yeah, well, until I have an official, uh, you know, well, staff, or in this case, I'm on my own staff. I give out my email address. I'll probably regret this, but uh, you know, let me let me give it out. It's Frank McKay. McKay is M A C K A Y Media at Gmail, and you know, I, I'm 
I'm really looking forward to hearing from different people, especially listeners out here, out on Long Island. And, you know, we want to spread the word and we want to do the right thing by you, the thing by our great on air. Well, it's very exciting. I'm excited. Hopefully we can make these uh, conversations on air a, a regular occurrence. And again, that's uh, Frank McKay media at gmail dot com. Frank. M-A-C-K-A-Y, media at gmail.com. If there's anything going on in Long Island that Frank should be aware of, any guests, any community events, any uh, advertisers that want to reach the best audience in all of radio, reach out to frankmckaymedia at gmail.com. Frank, congratulations. We're thrilled to have you on board. It's great to be working with you again. Thrilled to be here. Thanks for all your help, Frank.